Did you miss any of the sports action this week? Word you're not well informed about what player did what or what team is making the headlines? Then don't worry. We are going to fill you in. So sit back, relax, and don't touch that dial because it's time for Down in Flames. Here are your hosts, Kyle, Jared, Thomas, and Peyton. What's going on? Episode 6, Down in Flames podcast. Back in the saddle here after taking a week off. Thomas here uh, to my right. We got Peyton. I got uh, Kyle and Jared sitting across from me. We got producer Mike in the room as well. This is pretty cool. Feels good to be back into it, episode six. We're going to talk a lot of, lot, a lot of football here. We've got college, we've got NFL. Um, but before we get into that, you guys went to Disney, didn't you? You guys went to Disney. Yes, we did. Where was my invite? I wished upon a star. I've never happened. been to Disney. You've never been to Disney? Uh, we, we left it next to the invite that you gave us to go to the beach. <laughs> I mean, it was a beach in Rhode Island. Do you really want to go to a beach in Rhode Island? You'd have to go close to New England. Does anybody really want to go to Rhode Island? Well, I mean, that gets me closer to, like, lighting Gillette Stadium on fire. Not that arson's okay, but it is then. It's acceptable <laughs> in that case, absolutely. The fact yeah. that this actually was brought up, I didn't think it was going to happen, but uh, Thomas said it was going to happen, and here we are. Yeah, I want, I want a quick I – no, I did. I told, I told him that we were going to talk some Disney, just so my wife will probably – this is basically just so, so that my wife will listen because she's a Disney freak, but I want a quick <laughs> review. We were actually – I went to Disney back in May – uh, you know, it's it good. Yeah, uh, I I got to go on the new Pandora tr- ride. Yes, you guys like that? Oh my gosh, flight of Kyle. If I know you've never been to Disney, but you need to go just for that ride. Just it's, for Pandora. Just to sit in line for an hour and a half. Actually, you walk a lot in that line, but just for an hour and a half in that line and go on a ten minute ride, it's worth it. Someone in our office actually had a good idea. He said that they should have TV set up and you just watch the entire movie of Avatar as you wait. <laughs> yeah, I, basically, would, you could watch the whole thing. That's right. Or <laughs> now, now that Pandora Two is coming out, you could watch the trailer like a hundred times over. That's right, Avatar Two. That's right. Favorite Very ride? Cool. Was it their favorite ride? Uh, favorite ride is, is Space Mountain. Space I love Mountain. me some Space, I did go Mountain. On Space Mountain. Absolutely. Yeah. What did you? What did you have a favorite ride? I am a mission space guy. Mm, okay. Yeah, I like right. being able to live out the dream of I being like an nerd alert. I like no, that's a good <laughs> That is a good ride as well. You guys went to Universal too, didn't you? We did go yep. to Universal. Okay. Did yeah. you go on Harry Potter? Oh yeah, the Harry oh, Potter man. rides were that they were awesome. Great too. Yeah, for sure. That one is great as well. Honestly though, I think my favorite thing was the the fireworks show at Magic Kingdom it was incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they have some great ones. Yeah, at, at I've been there on Castle. New Year's and it was it was so good. <laughs> Like Disney just does things better. They had a. I feel like how Peyton <laughs> does during baseball right now. <laughs> I know. I was just gonna say. I was like, we bored Kyle and Mike enough. They. I don't. I don't know if Mike's been to Disney or not, but we probably bored him enough with this Disney talk. Well, Kyle this is a sports podcast. Kyle's thinking football. <laughs> well, he, he's just excited. He's got his Michigan State hat on. We. He knows we're talking Big Ten. We're doing our Tomorrow, last college football. We got preview. college football going on right now. The game missing the first games to record. Guys, we're missing. This week. We're missing UConn, UCF. Oh, I know. Jeez, you're you're Huskies. Oh, yeah, my Huskies. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Diehard Husky fan Huskies over here. Over here. UCF is worth watching, though. I, I feel like we're gonna. That's we're, true. We're gonna get college football out of the way so that we can talk some NFL because we're less than a week away from NFL football. Did you just football. less than a week away? A little over a week away, right? No, no Thursday, Thursday night. Thursday That's night. Right. Well, less than a week. Did you say get it out of did the way? Did I just yes, hear I get out of the way? That's what I was about. You NFL is king. <laughs> NFL is king. Come on. All right. Well, before we do get into that, we got a, a little bit of a new su- subject, a little bit of a new topic here. Just kind of a weekly recap, kind of quick fire. 
couple little topics that uh, maybe aren't worthy of, of a full segment or a full 10, 15 minutes, but you know, kind of rapid fire. First thing, Nick's fan auctions off his fandom for $3,400. I saw Somebody that. paid him. He's a Knicks fan. His... He's desperate. Are you that desperate? Yeah, apparently. 30... I mean, I'll, I mean, I'm a Knicks fan. I, 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 I at first I don't know if I, I, I kind of laughed at selling off your fandom, but then see that he got thirty four hundred dollars. It's I mean, like that's... being a Browns fan. It's pretty good. <laughs> Somebody just... paid him to be a, a Lakers fan, so he's now a Lakers fan. I just claimed to be a Lions fan, and then I can sell. Who's sell gonna pay for that? Yeah, who's that's gonna pay true. For... Yeah, that's true. I, I think it says two things about him. One, he wanted an excuse to pull for LeBron. And two, he doesn't believe in unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't believe in unicorns that can stay healthy. Uh, no. true. But but it's not NBA season. So yeah. uh, and, Thank and then, the Lord for that. <laughs> <laughs> just a little it's teaser fun. here for NFL. Uh, some NFL contracts. We, we saw some guys get paid this week. Aaron Rodgers, uh, he gets paid... Uh, the real, the real goat. The real goat. I am on board with that. I, I will I will definitely jump on that bandwagon. Uh, OBJ gets paid as well. Highest paid quarterback. Highest paid wide receiver. Both get their contracts. But we're still waiting on the defensive side. Uh, Aaron Donald did not get paid yet. He is still holding out. Le'Veon Bell is still holding out, surprisingly. And he has not gotten paid. And then lastly, Khalil Mack. Has not been paid either. Yeah, interesting that the offensive guys are and the defensive guys are not. Mm-hmm. Except for Le'Veon Bell. Except yeah. for Le- I mean, he's got he hasn't signed his franchise tender. He's still going to get paid a lot when he does right. that. But and that's a little. I mean, I, that's a different situation. He's he's asking for being paid like he's doing two positions. Um, but anybody anyway, worried that he's still holding that. out? No. Nah, I mean, worried. No. Season is less than a week away. He hasn't he hasn't participated I think in anything. Nah, he's, no, no. I think nah. he wants people to worry. Uh, th- not like just us, but like I-, I think he wants the organization to worry. But I, I mean, you look at who else they have. Like honestly, like he could pull that whole retirement thing, like he discussed. Uh, wait out and then join another team later on. But not. In, like, I mean, injuries. You not. No one's worried about. In, he did this last year. I back to back years. You don't. No, I, I think Pittsburgh is, yeah. would be fine without him because of James Conner. Yep. I think He's James Conner is. A, I think he is good. a baller, man. That's why I don't think Pittsburgh was going out of their way to make sure that Le'Veon was happy. Yep, they're like, hey, we would love to have you, but if you leave, bye. We have a replacement. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he, he said he's going to be there week one. Right. So he's, yeah, I, he's not going to. But can you really go from zero to hundred and play week one and then expect to be? I mean, I'm sure he's he's staying in shape. He's doing what he needs to do to make sure he'll be football ready. I mean, I'm sure he has a personal trainer or somebody to keep him in shape and make sure he's ready. So, I mean, he'll be fine. Who I'd worry about is Dez. I mean, that's the one who is coming. If anybody team signs him, I don't. If he gets signed, if he doesn't sit out the year. The problem that he had at Dallas, he couldn't run routes. I mean, that's why we dropped him because of it. And you're going to go into a team, probably get signed by a team that's going to have to rely on great route running, not gunslinging it. He's got to get someplace, and he's got to get someplace quick if he's going to have any chance to do anything. I think in the season. What what does good. yeah? What does this say? So we saw OBJ get paid. We saw Aaron Rodgers get paid when they wanted to get paid. They they kind of dictated that. And now you're not seeing those two star defense guy defensemen getting paid. Does that say anything about what the direction the NFL is going in here? 
Uh, I mean, I think they'll still get it. Yeah, they. I think they will too eventually. It's just talking it out. It's all. It's all a matter of just actually sitting down, having a conversation, and getting a deal done. Um, but I mean, it does show. I mean, obviously, offensive guys are getting paid. Defensive guys are still waiting, waiting it out, and seeing if they're gonna get paid themselves. So, I mean, Khalil Mack is. He's a top. He's a top-notch defender. So is Aaron Donald. So both these guys will see about. I mean, I think they'll get paid. They'll get paid. Raiders. Raiders are are going to value Khalil Mack, and I think the Rams will also value Aaron Donald. So I feel like the Raiders are looking for the money. I don't think they're necessarily trying are you to shaft sure? him, but I think they're trying to look and see where they can get the money to pay him. Are you sure? Yeah. Are you sure though that he they do value him? I mean, John Gruden's talking a lot of nonsense lately. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a defensive MVP. He's he's in his prime. Honestly, from what I've seen of him, he is the closest thing to Reggie White that I've ever seen as far as just power, speed off the line. I mean, this guy can do everything you ask him on the defensive line. I mean, J.J. Watt kind of brings a different aspect because he's able to swat the ball at the line of scrimmage, but Khalil Mack is just an Animal. A lot more speed. Yeah, he's he's incredible, um, incredible talent. So, anyway, yeah, I think I think he'll he'll wind up getting paid. I, I mean, think but the I I don't know I don't know if you guys saw it. It was pretty interesting with with Khalil Mack and John Gruden. John Gruden said, you know, with with all the talk of hey, he's not you haven't paid him yet. You guys haven't he's not there. What what do you think? He's like our defense was bad last year with him. So. I don't. I don't know if he values Khalil Mack. Well, I mean, they're starting to think about trade. They, they've talked about trading yeah. him, and we're going to get into that a little bit. I want to touch on that with the next topic with the Jets. Yeah, picking up that extra third third round pick that they just got. They're all out for Khalil Mack. I've heard a lot of people in the organization want to start going for Khalil Mack because they don't have a pass rusher. Do you think what's the likelihood any of these guys get traded? It's really guys gonna, that haven't been signed. It's really going to depend on what the asking price is because. I, I actually read an interesting article. If the Jets try to trade for Khalil Mack and they give up two first-round picks, then to me that's showing you're looking to win now as opposed to what the Jets have been preaching, which is we're building right now under Sam Darnold. So you trade away your first-round picks to get Khalil Mack, then it's almost like you're changing the narrative of, hey, we're going to win now. We need to win now. Do you, do you guys like the strategy of – when you have a quarterback in his rookie de- rookie year, or his rookie deal, when you're paying him that little, go all out if he's you know the Russell Wilson effect. You pay your quarterback, you know, small percentage because he's on his rookie contract. You can go all out on the rest of your roster, and that's what we saw with Seattle when they got to the Super Bowl two years. And maybe, maybe do you think the Jets can take on that approach if they do go out and get Khalil Mack? I mean, possibly. I would try to see if there's any way that he would just play out this year and then he gets he, he's just a free agent next year and then the Jets try to get him as a free agent. I think that would be smarter since we actually have the cap space to do it. We have loads of cap space. So I would rather see that or just see about getting someone that might hit the market next year that's not going to get signed this year. So I like that approach better as opposed to trading and then you're not sure if they're going to re-sign. I mean, although, as mentioned, we do have the cap space, but it's then it's a matter of what are you going to give up to get them in the first place? And that could affect your future. So I, I don't necessarily like that aspect, but anyway. So speaking of the Jets, <laughs> I, I, that Teddy I, Bridgewater I, thing kind of turned out, didn't crazy. it? <laughs> Why are we talking about the Jets Because so we much have to, all right? Get used to it. The Patriots are on the down. The Jets on the up and coming. I'm excited. (laughs) 
Tell me right now, did the Jets finish higher than the Patriots in your division this year? This season? No. No, no way. 2020! That's right. <laughs> Interesting, but the Patriots are going down. All right, go ahead. Teddy Bridgewater. Te- te- you, the, experience, the experience of Teddy Bridgewater worked out. He finally, they, uh, they flip him for a third-round pick, basically a $1 million investment. Um, he looked really good in preseason, really good, and they got him for third-round pick, uh, and they sent a sixth round over to the Saints as well. Win-win? My win-win? my rationale on why this I know, makes... I know, you, I know you disagree, but... We'll, well, my rationale on why this makes sense for the Saints is because you look at Drew Brees. He is a, he's a, he's a completion percentage, high completion percentage guru. I mean, he's always been a high completion percentage guy. Teddy Bridgewater is also high completion percentage. So I think he fits the mold of what they do. He's also somewhat mobile. Uh, I mean, Drew Brees is, is always... I think he's been underrated with his mobility, um, He's scrappy. Yeah, he absolutely. And I think that Teddy Bridgewater kind of fits the mold of following in Drew Brees' footsteps. I mean, obviously, he's a little bit bigger than Drew Brees because Drew Brees is really small. When it comes to quarterback, he stands at a whopping six feet. <laughs> so, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater being a little bit taller than him, sure. But, I mean, I think as far as what the Saints want to do, I think that Teddy Bridgewater is a guy that they can actually build upon once Drew Brees actually exits the building. So I, I like the move for the Saints. I also like the move for the Jets because, I mean, yeah, we gave up a six-round pick as well, but... Um, it's low risk. I absolutely. Mean, absolutely. You have your quarterback in Sam Darnold. Why keep Teddy Bridgewater? You get a quality right? higher-round pick. So Nobody thought. Nobody wanted. Nobody else wanted to take a chance on Teddy Bridgewater. Yep. The Jets took a chance. They basically just invested $1 million in him, and then they flip it for a third-rounder. That's the same thing that, um, that Tyrod Taylor just went for. Right. Right? The Cleveland yeah. Browns gave up a third rounder for Tyrod Taylor. So it's right. the same mm-hmm. thing as an established quarterback. I think that's, I think that worked out pretty well. That's right. I agree. All right. I don't like it. For I, which I, side? For both sides? I, I think it was a smart move, a very smart move for the Jets, um, for you to get something. Um, tough, tough to say whether or not you could have actually gotten more because of Teddy Bridgewater's pass. I think his... they could have got more if they ended up starting him in the season for a few games, letting them show in real games that he was out there, and yeah, then flip him. The big question mark for him is durability. Um, you know he is a smart player. Uh, you know he has ability. Um, but is he going to be able to last when he's going a full season, getting knocked around, uh, if, if he's going to have to – like? You look at the Colts, you know, with Luck going down and Brissett was having to step in. Brissett was getting punished on a weekly basis, mm-hmm. and it was not pretty. So, I mean, any team that's bringing him in is saying, okay, well, if our number one guy goes down and we put Bridgewater in, can he last, or are we going to end up going to our third string guy anyway? So, from the Saints' side of things, I'm, I'm not a huge fan um, because – from what I hear coming out of their locker room, Taysom Hill is uh, a, a guy they can really grow with and uh, potentially being able to, to turn out to be an NFL starter with that development. I, you know, he's been there for a few years. He was with the Packers before that. So, I mean, he's been in quarterback-strong locker rooms uh, being developed. Um, you know, so it, it makes me think, okay, well – are you all of a sudden changing your tune and you don't believe Taysom Hill is actually as good as you had been saying for the last couple of years? Right. Do they really think that he's starter-worthy, though, once Drew Brees goes? Well, it's that's tough to say because Drew Brees is still there. 
So you're not going to just like test it out while Drew Brees is still there. But sorry to interrupt you on this, but we have a Facebook Live question from our friend Chadwick Moore while you're talking about Brees and being there. He asks, who retires first, Brees or Brady? Brady. I think Brady. Brady, two, two years older? Two years older? Uh, year something older? like that. It's like a year and a half, two years. Yeah. It's, I mean, they're close, but I, 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 would, think, I would say I think Brady. Brady's wife makes Tom Brady retire first before Drew Brees. I, th- I think Brady's ego makes him retire first. Brady's getting weird, man. We're going to talk is. about that, but Brady's getting weird. Yes, he is. He's getting strange in his old age. We're talking way too on. much NFL right now. No, we're not. College this football. This no, is... We'll get to it. All right. we'll, Settle we'll, down, Big Ten. Move over I... here. All right. You don't, you don't want to talk any more NFL. We'll get to some other sports. We got two <laughs> legends that end up retiring this week. Um, we'll start with uh, in the NBA. Manu Ginobili ends up retiring uh, from the Spurs after a number of years, a number of championships. Did he end up going... Four championships with them? Uh, I believe so. I yeah, think four championships the, with the yep, Spurs. Yep, dynasty, right? Gets one of the most incredible gold medals in the Olympic in the Olympics for Argentina uh, a couple mm-hmm. years ago, a while back. Hall of Famer? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think so. I Wow. I, I honestly honestly I wasn't expecting that. I didn't think it was gonna be three for three that quick. I look at Monte Ginobili, there are two people that come to mind when I think of best six man of all time. I think Monte Ginobili and I think um, Jamal Crawford. I knew you were going to say Jamal Crawford. Those are those are the hey, two guys I think fact. of. Want to know who my favorite player is? Jamal Crawford. Yeah. <laughs> the original boogie. So anyway, uh, yeah, Manu Ginobili. He just, I mean, he would put daggers in teams. I mean, late in games, especially when you look at back when they were winning their championships. Um, he was just a model of consistency was averaging close to, I think, 16 to 18 points a game, somewhere in that range throughout when he was in his prime. Um, he just was – he was steadfast throughout his entire career. And he had, what, an 18 – was it an 18-year career, I think it was, or something along those lines? Mm-hmm. I mean, it was, it was a long, long career that he had. Um, and, yeah, I mean, those are the two guys I think of when I think – just best six man of all time, and if if you're in that conversation, I know I'm not the only one. That yeah, but I don't that. think J- uh, Jamal Crawford's in any way talk about Hall of Fame when he retires. I mean, he's still potentially he young, potentially could be because he actually has won. This is interesting. So he has won six man of the year award the most out of anyone yeah, three else in times, NBA right? Three times. Yeah. I anyone believe, else in NBA history, which is, which is insane. I mean, so I mean, looking at the stats, so I did see though, Manager Nobly was only predicted. 20% to get into the Hall of Fame. But it's also the NBA Hall of Fame and everybody eventually gets in. Yeah, I was so you guys say, are probably yeah. right, but nope. I don't know. Anybody <laughs> think like first ballot? No, I don't think no. he's first ballot. I think it's going to be something where, you know, it'll be a few years before he actually gets in. But I absolutely think he is. And I think he's worthy of it. I think he's absolutely worthy of getting in the Hall of Fame as well. Um, I mean, he's just he was a guy that went about his business. He was on the court. I mean, you didn't see him talking trash or anything. He just he went about his business and won games. So, I mean, when you're a part of a dynasty like that, you, you look at who is the important pieces, and he was absolutely a cornerstone to that team. Um, you think Tim Duncan, you think Tony Parker, and you think Monty Ginobili. Those are your three guys that you think about when you think about the Spurs. Hey, that's the original big three, isn't it? That's right. Well, Back yeah, day, you, you think the, about the Admiral, the too, but that, that, was, that was a little bit before the, uh, the rise of Tim first. Duncan. That was That's just right. the first championship. That's right. All right. So I, I have a question, though, about your, your boy, Jamal Crawford. Yeah, sure. Let's go. Do you, do you feel like if he would have contributed more in some way that he would be like an absolute? 
when he gets to that point. Too. I think if he didn't bounce around as much, I think if he was, if he was able to kind of lock down a role on a team and kind of, I don't think he necessarily needed a championship, but he needed a, a team for a good five, six, seven years. He needed to be on a winning team and make an impact. You know, I think he needed exposure in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Really, I don't think you know he started with the Bulls. He ended up with the Knicks for a while. Uh, obviously, with the Clippers for a few years. I mean, he was with with the Tim- Hawks for a little the bit. The Hawks, the Timberwolves last year. Yeah, uh, he, I think he just signed with another team that he's never played for. Did he really? Or, I didn't. Or he might have gone back for. Um, I don't know. He was really the only depth that the Timberwolves but had. Yeah, he's he's been he's been signing. He's been bouncing around. He's been on like five six couple couple different teams. For him to be so, that consistent though. After bouncing around, like I, I find that impressive. Dude is a scoring is, machine. Where, where's he at on the all-time three-point list? He's got to be top ten at this point. Uh, he's he's got to be top ten. He's number it's, five. Is he really? He's number five. Number five. See that 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 speaks so, volumes. So that's what that's what I look at when I think to be doing it as predominantly a six-man, like when you're yeah, like that that's incredible. And that's why I mean like. He's won the Sixth Man of the Year award three times, which is most in NBA history, and he's fifth all time on three points, three pointers made. Like, you got to give the guy a look at the Hall of Fame at that point. I mean, well, yeah, because he's sitting there at it's, potentially it's the best NBA six man Hall ever. of Fame. Yeah, everybody gets in. Eventually. <laughs> all right, everybody gets in eventually. Let's move on. He's, he's tired of the NBA. We're gonna talk, talk. soccer. <laughs> Don't you dare. Even even more your favorite. I know. I know. We kind of promised each other, other than Peyton, that we weren't gonna talk soccer until the World Cup again. But you know when 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 somebody next major tournament a, not World okay. Cup next, next major, major tournament well when American hero like Clint Dempsey retires you got to bring him up when he's it's June thirtieth next year we can talk soccer. what's June thirtieth it's a dead time in sports all there is is MLB okay. baseball that's after everything's done actually I got any a question thoughts? I mean any thoughts on Clint I, Dempsey I got a question about this one actually so best. Would you have him down as the best USA soccer player? No. Of all time. Stop. Even I can't say that. Uh, how, it, it depends on how you're he's breaking t- he's it. He's tied for goals. He's tied for goals apart. with with um, Landon. If, if you're just if you're just saying player, then uh, Taylor Twelman. I, I know you're. Oh, absolutely not, Taylor Twelman. <laughs> Give me a like chance this. on the national team. Give me a chance on the national team. <laughs> hey, he gets he on was... the national team and lays an egg. I've, no, no, no. He's all right. No, no, no. All right. You need to listen. Uh, all right. He did a really good interview one t- um, recently. One time, just no, no, one time. Just one time. He's only done one interview <laughs> in his whole life. Well, uh, recently, and he explained the whole situation, and it, it's really good. I'll have to send it to you. But uh, it, there's a lot that went into that. Uh, he was leading the MLS in scoring when he was. Mm-hmm. He was basically left off. He was when left he, off the roster. He was left off a couple of years, and, uh, and then he I, had the I concussion problems. I don't like his game. I I didn't like his game. He was a uh, possession forward. I kind of like him. He was a. Um, I I feel like he would disagree with this, but I see Cristiano Ronaldo like in him, not at all in the ability not in and the good execution. Way. The bad but part a, of Cristiano. Oh, I've got the ball at my feet. I'm gonna finish this thing. I mean, I, it was also the MLS in like 2006. So yeah, the fact that you're do? still not like the guy. Yeah, you can. I mean, you can he lead was in goals the MVP years, and led but... the league. Yeah, I mean. Anyway, back to your question. You you were hesitating there. Yeah. Um, it sounds like he's at least in the conversation. I'm, I'm he, kind of he surprised. He absolutely is. Um, I. 
really I'm trying to. Like I'm Landon. trying to think back to. You really don't like Landon, do you? I mean, no, I, many I, people don't. I do like Landon. Okay. He he changed. As a player, he changed U.S. After. soccer. Okay. Uh, he absolutely changed U.S. soccer. Um, Look at us being diverse with different sports. I know. Who said it was just going to be a football podcast? <laughs> well, that's, I did. that's the thing. I'm, <laughs> I'm sitting there comparing. If, if you're talking about overall player, anyone on the field, best U.S. soccer player of all time is Tim Howard. I mean, if if you cut that's out, that's true. And I, I would Tim, yeah. Tim Howard is when it the came brick wall. When, it, when it came to World Cup time. He just changed his game. Like he so this was the it. Hulk versus Bruce it was, Banner. It was nuts, man. That's that's when people noticed him. Yeah. But he was he was a lockdown keeper for Everton. Yeah. Right. He was FIFA. ridiculous. Yes. I mean, and but people don't watch that. People don't look at the totality of the game. Right. And Dempsey played overseas as well, which was a smart move. Donovan should have stayed over in Germany when he was fifteen years old and started getting homesick and wanted to go Aww. back to Aww. his mom. He should have sucked it up, and she should have been a good mother and be like, "No, you can be a champion," <laughs> and left him in Germany. Um, but no, so like, like Pulisic is now. Yes, okay. um, he's you know Pulisic is he's he's a little bit older, so I and you know I can't fault Donovan too much for being fifteen and being homesick. Oh, but he's fifteen the versus eighteen. He's the future. So he's, looking forward to him. Kyle, you got there. you got you got a uh, you got any thoughts on Clint? Who? <laughs> You talk to NBA and soccer back to back. We're supposed to be <laughs> okay. college football. All right, here you go. College football. We got two more topics on this. What was supposed to be rapid fire, quick recap. Um, University of Nebraska hey. under new coach yes. Scott Frost, Scott Frost, are only down to one quarterback on the roster that is under scholarship. Yeah. Any thoughts? It's going to be hard for him. And he's a freshman. I forgot to say he's he's a freshman. This is we'll get into this definitely within the talk of. Big Ten yeah, football this true. week. Scott Frost is going to be fantastic for Nebraska. Absolutely no agree. Nebraska football is going to be back. It's turning it's probably I'm, not going to be this year. I'm going to disagree a little bit, but oh, oh, we'll get to that later. Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Got okay. a hater. Dirty, rotten hater over here. Later? Why, why later? Because that's, that's... It's like 10 minutes later. Like, <laughs> come on. we gotta, we got to tease something. We're not live, so we don't have like commercial breaks. we got to tease something. We need to get more listeners so we can get those commercials. <laughs> All right. Well, we're, we're going to talk me about the, uh, the Russian bots don't listen to our podcast. I, don't think so. <laughs> I know we're talking about. Uh, so all people who are Big watching Ten. right now, tell your friends. Big Ten football is definitely going to be on the next on the uh, on the agenda here. But the last and the last quick fire thing of Tom t- Brady. This is great. Yeah, we we talked about this earlier. We're the the weirdness of Tom Brady in his old age, where you know he did that time series and showed his weirdness at home and he's doing the weird diet and the weird plyometrics and just the weird stuff you know he's been doing this uh the weekly interview with i forgot the radio station name but local radio in boston who knows why he's still doing a weekly interview with them there's no benefit he's obviously not doing it for money anymore but they ask about his trainer alex guerrero finally somebody you know he's been getting this question a lot and what does he do he hangs up yep has this guy ever been Challenged in his life, he's not a man. Then it, it <laughs> just went straight for much. the jugular. I don't, care that, I don't care that you've won five Super Bowls. If you can't have the family show, if you don't have the ability to be able to stand there the and take a question, the that's somewhat criticism. 
you have no backbone whatsoever, and well, I have zero got, respect for you. Not just as an NFL player, as he, a person. Right? Be he's, he's been it's at this stage for how long, and how many controversies have the... Why did I say that word weird? How many controversies have been around the uh, have been around the Patriots that he's had to field questions on? He he knows they're going to be blasted in his direction, but but now it's oh I'm not doing well, that. Look, I'm not going like, to talk about this. This is this is he's nothing. taking on the Bill Belichick. But the weird thing is his awareness. I mean, why are you still doing an interview with a local Boston radio station? When you know, you know, everyone's talking about Alex Guerrero and the and the Julian Edelman connection with the PED suspension. It's an honest question. He has to know that's coming, right? He's got to know that's coming. So why do the interview if you know it's coming and you're gonna get pissed off and hang up? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. know. It just yeah, that makes sense. He's getting weird. He I don't is. Know. It's, is it? Is it He's getting grumpy. I know all, we're all you know we're all well under forty. We're all you know not near the Tom Brady age yet, but right. Do you, do you think you're gonna get old? You think you're gonna get weird when you're old? Nah, I, just, I, I think he's kind of getting tired of the questions of I don't know, I don't know, man. He just he is he he he's, he thinks he's on a pedestal um, at this point. I mean, he's what? What? How old is he? Forty? Forty? Almost forty-one? Almost forty-one. So I mean, he's he's turned into that grumpy old man. Just leave me alone. Just let me play. <laughs> he's been around Belichick too much. Yeah, I'm tired. Right, I'm tired Kyle. of answering questions. Mm-hmm. All right, Kyle, the time is here. We'll get into some college football. We're going to eventually get into our Big Ten preview. Uh-oh. Oh, no. I think he's, he wants to do a Big oh, Ten preview no. right now. College football time, baby. <laughs> Spartans tomorrow night. Our game is meaningless, is but I don't care. Excited. I'm excited it's here. <laughs> All right, I'm going to make you wait a little bit when, longer. When the, when the Tigers do nothing during the regular season, I have nothing else to go on, so now it's like I finally have something to cheer for. I'm, I'm going to make you wait a little bit longer uh, on, on that Big Ten 12. Uh, yeah, just kidding. 12. NBA okay. news. <laughs> NBA news. Urban, actually, in Urban Meyer news, we're going to update that before we get to the actual preview. Oh, so we're talking about the teams that actually matter oh. in the Big Ten. Jared. <laughs> you know he's right there. You could slap him if you want. He could, and I totally deserve it. <laughs> I hope Clemson. He's he's gone in Clemson. I hope that happens all the time this year. Are you gonna switch to Miami? Oh yeah, here we go. So <laughs> go Canes. Yeah. So real quick, Urban Meyer officially gets suspended three games without pay. He's gonna miss TCU. That's the only challenge. The first two games don't really matter, but he's gonna miss TCU, which could become a problem. We'll see eventually. Any any uh, any any final remarks? Because this is probably going to be the last time we honestly talk about Urban Meyer and this this suspension, this debacle. But any fi- final fi- remark, final last remarks? Last time? <laughs> well, I mean, see, I, I don't know. I'm not sure what's going to happen. I, I was pretty sure that I thought that it was going to come out. That was going to be the end of it. It was going to be over. Things keep on coming up and keep on popping up here that look pretty darn strange. I thought that his job was going to be safe. I don't know. There's people I listened to today that even said they wondered if he'd even coach a game at all this year. So while I thought it'd be the last time we'd be talking about it, I, don't I really don't did know. You, did any of you read the report at all? Did you look at it mm-hmm. when it came out? No. After, I, 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 yeah. I'm you, on the same medication I, as him, and I forgot. So. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So you, re- I, I did read a good amount of it, too. After going over the report, I mean, before we were all kind of, you know, pretty safe, you know, what? Yeah, a couple games suspension maybe, or he's probably safe. After reading the report, I, I kind of felt like he was in more trouble than I really realized. And 
I thought it could have been a lot more than three games. Did you get that kind of vibe after reading that report as well? Yeah, and the weird thing to me was the fact that they brought up things that he did wrong and then ultimately concluded, but we feel like he didn't really knowingly do blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, well, was hey, real, well, hold it was on. Because if, of the medicine. If that's the case, then no, it was you really, shouldn't have found like, anything. It's really like Ohio State was like, you know, we, we know something sketchy's going on here, but we really don't want to get rid of two coaches from controversy and – less than 10 years so we're gonna kind of keep them here and hope it goes away after you know hope somebody else does something stupid in six months and we'll be good i I don't know if they had just enough evidence to throw them out though i mean just based Uh, off of what came out it just didn't look like there was enough to overturn like hey let's just fire you off completely i think the suspension is merited for what we know and there's gonna be things that we are never gonna know fully so for what, what's actually known to the public, I think what has transpired is enough. I just don't get why if they said – they came out and said, though, that they didn't find anything wrong doing. Well, then if he didn't do anything wrong, then why would you suspend him at all? Like, I don't think it should have been either or. Either he did something wrong and you do more than a three-game suspension, or he didn't do anything wrong and you don't suspend him and you reinstate him immediately. And also, reinstate him immediately – and not this whole thing, well, okay, well, he can, he's out for the first week entirely, and then for the next two weeks he can be part of practice, but he can't coach a regular game. Like, that's just a half-in, half-out measure, which I think they would have been better off if they had just gone one way or the other than this half kind of measure that they took. I, I think that the suspension is them trying to put up uh, a, a defense. It's them trying of, to save face. Trying. I, I think it's them saying, yes, not everything. You know, they're saying, oh, he didn't do anything. Not everything was handled properly, but NCAA, no reason to look any further into this right. situation. Right. Because we've suspended him three games for very light infractions from what we found. So. And that's what I agree with. I totally agree with what Peyton just said. That's really what I was going to say. So, I mean, that's, that's, that's my mindset as well. All right. The NCAA is, I mean, they are picky when they get in and they start. I mean, we, they, we've, they seen, we've seen coaches be fired for less than this. I, I think we've yes. seen coaches be fired for less than this. Mm-hmm. So final remarks before, well, kind of. Well, there's another story that kind of ties into this with Texas. Before you get into that, quick question. Three games, if you were deciding this, bias aside a little bit. If you can. Oh yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I know. I'm, bias aside, Ohio State for me is. If if you were in if there. you were in charge, would you have done less or more than three games, or stay at the same? Um, knowing what you do now, I, I think the three games is is fine. I mean, what is that uh, percentage wise? It's like. It's about a fourth of the season. Fourth, maybe? Of, the season? fourth of the season. Yeah, because I mean, game, you play 12, 12 games. 12 games season, so yeah. yeah, I mean, that's about a quarter of the season. So. I think that's merited as far as what we know. As mentioned, we don't know everything that's come out. Because so. they kind of didn't want to know everything sure. that came out, though. Sure, But, I mean, that you can only go based off what, what we actually have knowledge of. And what we have knowledge of, I think what they decided to go with was merited. So, I would like to see more. I didn't think that at first. This is me. I've kind of changed my mind on that a little bit. Yeah. I, I would have liked to have seen six. And I would have liked to because I'd like to have seen the extent into the Big Ten season, regular season conference play actually make it meaningful make, make it meaningful at that point in time i mean the tcu game is going to be meaningful i mean that's not mm-hmm. having your head coach there for a hard team like tcu at a neutral site it's going to be tough 
I don't think it's enough, though. I would have liked to have seen six games making it much more of an actual punishment rather than a slap on the wrist. I Exact same thing. Yeah. Six games. Um, based on reading the report, it seemed like they acknowledged that more was done wrong. But then just at the end, they, they throw out stop. the sentence of, but he's innocent. And I'm like, that's not what everything else just said. I agree. Six games. So real quick before we do get into that that Big Ten preview, before we get there, I know you're you're bubbling you're bubbling over. Uh, another school tied in Tom Herman, current coach of Texas, kind of gets tied into this story a little bit. Maybe we'll get more news out of this in the upcoming weeks. Maybe not. I don't know if this is going to go anywhere. But he was named as the assistant who was with Zach Smith in one of those one of those issues that came up in the report. Uh, Gentlemen's club. In a gentleman's club, he kind of is in a recruiting, um, recruiting trip, I guess. And they mm-hmm. were they were doing some recruiting and there which what school, school what school coaches. was this with? This was with Ohio State, wasn't? Was it? this with Ohio State? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Tom Herman was, was at Ohio State before. With, yeah. Okay. Didn't know that. The, uh, wow. Interesting. Because um, didn't uh, Bobby Paterno have something come out about that with him at Louisville? Did that happen at Louisville? Uh, probably. Bobby Paterno had the Louisville he thing. Had a lot of strippers. It was more than just going to strip clubs, though. It was, yeah. uh, from what I remember, it, it was pretty. So were him and Rick Patino. Yeah. Family show. I don't were were him and Rick Patino sure, sure. doing this together? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on here with Louisville? Oh, man. All right, here we go. Big Ten preview. Yay! Finally. Kyle's excited. All right. We're we're gonna make you wait a little you bit said longer. You want to be done by ten twenty? It's hey, we're, yeah. 10. I don't know if we're gonna get there uh, on a late Thursday night, but I'm gonna make you wait even a little bit longer. We're gonna start with the weaker side of the Big Ten, and we're gonna go with the with the Big Ten West. The Big All Ten. All right, West. we're gonna start with the Big Ten West because that'll be a little bit quicker. Other than this Wisconsin, okay. any any other teams that you guys are excited about? Big here? Ten West. Like I said, with Frost coming into Nebraska, I'm really excited about what's gonna happen out there and what's gonna come. I'm excited for the West finally to get something other than Wisconsin, just because it's. What about Iowa football, man? Iowa, I mean, Iowa football always plays tough. Come on, but Iowa football is never. It's boring. You could say it. It's boring. It is boring. They just never are the team that I think is ever going to be able to win a championship. They can probably get to the Big Ten title game once in a while. I mean, they did in 2015 against MSU. And played a really tough game, but obviously we got killed by Alabama, so maybe it wasn't as good as that year had been. The West just needs some more strength for it. I think Frost is going to bring that in eventually. I'm curious to see this year. Well, right now there's actually a West game going on, and uh, currently I'm Purdue actually surprised. Purdue and Northwestern, Purdue and Northwestern. Northwestern, last I saw, was actually up. Northwestern's um, solid. I mean, Pat, Pat Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald is a really, really good coach. Yeah. They actually had him listed as a top 25 coach in the country, the list that came out ESPN put out. So Northwestern, no, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Northwestern <laughs> is up 31 to 17. 31 to 17. Yeah. Hey, they, hey, hey, you guys want a UConn update, by the way? No. Oh, no. gosh. You're going to get one anyway. 56 to 10. I just saw it. UCF? Oh. No, 36. It's 35 to 10. No, 56 what? to 10. Then, then 10 04 What I'm looking at is, is way outdated. <laughs> oh, there we go. Now it's updated. Yeah, 56 to Ouch. 10. Ouch. There we go. I mean, that's good on UCF. That's hard to go into This is not Hartford. Big 10. You can't go into Hartford and, and put up 56 points normally. 
Well, looking at uh, <laughs> right, get, getting back to Northwestern and Purdue. I mean, North Northwestern ended the season last year with ten wins. I mean, yeah. they were ten and three last year. So they gave us our one, two one of our two Big Ten losses last year. Yeah, they're they're always really. Solid. Fitzgerald has done a really good job. Again, Northwestern's one of those teams, though, that I think that they're kind of like Iowa. Different style of play, obviously. Sure. And spread it out a lot more than Iowa does. They're gonna be, they can easily be in the top 25, but they're not right. going to be top 10. They are going to be a team that can always compete against teams, at least compete against teams in the East. I just don't know that they're ever going to be enough to be able to win anything. The, right now, the team you have that can do that is Wisconsin. I think Wisconsin is pretty well, to me, a hands-down favorite to win the Big Ten West. Um I was thinking maybe P.J. Fleck being in Minnesota. I was thinking that he was going to do a lot better than he did last year. I'm curious to see as to how they do this year. It's going to be interesting because their quarterback is a walk-on, walk-on freshman. freshman. Saw that, man. So how awesome is that for Zach, that kid? Uh, was it Zach? Zach walk-on. Zach was walk-on. <laughs> there we go. Well, they they uh, gave up the more points. They gave up more Zach points than they put up last time. year. Uh, that Minnesota that is so. Yeah. Same with Nebraska. Nebraska's but defense gave up 437 points last year. Ah, that's terrible. That's going to change. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Does, any, change. does anybody, before we kind of get into, you know, we've been talking about, you know, lower, you know, mid-tier of the West there. Anybody see any any team other than Wisconsin winning the West here at this uh, time? Nah, I think Wisconsin wins the West. Coming off a big, big bowl win yep. over Miami last year. And they didn't really lose much. They're still – They still got, they got Taylor. And they are tough. Yeah, got the Taylor, and he's going to be a truck. Yep. Yep. So, and I, I actually, for a surprise team, and this isn't really a surprise, but um, Nebraska, I think, could Man, finish. I really, could I really finish. You were going to say Illinois. Could finish two or three there. Illinois, yeah, the Fighting Illini. I thought you were going to say they could get five wins this year and be a surprise. They've been so bad since Juice, since they had Juice as their oh quarterback. They've been so so bad. But, um, but, yeah, I think Nebraska could finish second or third in the West this year. I, I see them making a little bit of a jump from last year. As long as – I mean, Scott Frost knows how to recruit and he knows how to coach. Mm-hmm. He showed that at a small school – well, relatively small as far also, as, like, uh, football I mean, program the goes. Largest uh, undergrad uh, enrollment for, for state. Right, but as far as uh, athletic program. Yeah. Um, you know, he he now, did an amazing job. Now the, and the one thing I will say, the one thing that does concern me with Scott Frost, you said he's strong in recruiting. You got a lot more talent over in Florida than you're going to have in Nebraska. Yeah, you it, think it, dips, gonna, it dips into I, Oklahoma and to Texas, though. He's fine. It does, but he's Texas fine. has enough. I mean, do you really think he's going to be able to get recruits from Texas, top recruits from Texas? You got four other schools. Four or five other top schools in Texas. I, I do, because with. I think he's a better recruiter than Tom Herman. I agree with that. I'd agree. Player, with that. Players are going to be lined up to go play for Frost. I, I, I like. Tom I don't Herman. know. I don't know. I, I like Tom Herman. I think he's a good fit at Texas, but I think Scott Frost. I think it's is a gonna... lot easier to do it at UCF and the AAC than when you go to the Big Ten and now you you're in, you're in well, the Midwest and the recruiting is going to be a lot different. It, I, I it think is Scott Frost is going to he is going to start breaking who Oklahoma is bringing in. Uh, and they're going to suffer in the Big 12 as far as like that that homegrown talent because they're going to end up going to Nebraska. And I think he's going to start making waves in Texas. I think Nebraska is on their way up. Scott Frost is a genius for who he brings in because he doesn't necessarily get these bright, shining stars. Uh, he gets the guys that 
are good under pressure, um, that have moldable ability and talent. Um, I think He's Nebraska. A lot like D'Antonio. That's mm-hmm. he is. a comparison he is. that I've heard in a few other places as well, too. I think he's the same, like you said. Builds a blue-collar program, not built necessarily on the five-star guys, but the low four-stars, high three-stars that he knows he can have for mm-hmm. – they're going to commit to a few years at the school, be there for four years, and build championship-quality players. Well, let's that. not forget that Nebraska is a – they're one of those traditionally good schools. Yeah. From back in the day, like Nebraska was. Hey, turn ninety-seven. Exactly. That's right. That's right. That's right. From Ann Arbor, the other half. So, I mean, that's that's another pull for recruiting. I would say is that you have the you have the traditional being a traditionally good school behind you as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So historically, Liberty University's head football coach, Turner Gill. (laughs) That's right. Quarterback. Ben the Flames. Statue of Liberty play. So, I mean, that's another reason why I think Scott Frost is going to excel as far as being able to bring guys in is that he's in a – A, he's in a decent recruiting pool, as you mentioned with Oklahoma. He's right next door. Uh, But, B, I mean, they're they're a good school because of just their history. Nebraska has just been one of those teams that you looked at years ago and you're like, man, Nebraska is one of those historically good teams. Mm -hmm. Did you guys ever – you all may be too young for this. There was a show that had – who was the drummer for Motley Crue? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do we have a I'm old. You lost him? He did, he did a thing. It was when I was back in, I think I was like a freshman in high school. He came out there and it was a whole show. And some people will listen to this, probably remember it. And it was cool. And <laughs> it was, I'll bring this we'll up. We'll move on. I'll bring this up. Uh, Steve Jeffers, if you're watching. Uh, can you please just let us know who the Motley Crue drummer is? I should know my, this. My dad, my dad is good with this kind of stuff. Uh, he'd be able to tell you every song they sang. <laughs> What what year they their hits came out, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, back on Tommy. See, Tommy Lee, Lee, not, not the drummer. I think he just played drummer. Tommy Lee. Everybody. Oh, Tommy okay. Lee. Tommy Lee. Yeah. Tommy there you Lee. go. Okay. Sure. I know him because he did. Yeah. He did a show where he went to Nebraska to try out to be on the drum line, where he was a student basically at Nebraska for a semester. It was it was a fun show. Anyway, you guys ready for the Big Ten East? Yeah, we can move on to the Big Ten East. So we got three. I want to make, want to make okay. one prediction in the West. Because we just spent some time talking about Wisconsin and talking about uh, what Nebraska is going to be. I, I do think Wisconsin wins uh, the West this year, but I, I think Nebraska wins it next year. I think in two years' time, uh, Scott Frost is going to have a uh, more than title, one a conference title contention. Yes, I think he has yeah. two quarterbacks. I'll say uh, twenty. Nice. I'll say twenty twenty. When the Big Ten expanded and they brought in Nebraska in the West, and then they brought in. Rutgers and Maryland in the East, like it was like, oh, we have Muckers, Rutgers and Maryland, but at least we have Nebraska, and Nebraska hasn't done anything for the Big Ten much at all since they joined for the last, I think it's been almost ten years now. So I'm, I'm not a Nebraska fan, but I'm excited for Nebraska to be back. So I'm, I really think Frost is going to do it, and I really hope he does. Side note: Am I the only one getting distracted by the, by the lightning? By the lightning, the lightning out there. We're in a lightning and, storm here, and the beautiful Liberty Tower. Lighting up and changing colors over there in night too. You'll notice it strikes every time I say something true. So <laughs> that's why you keep noticing it. On to the east. On to the east. We got we got three teams that matter here. We got Rutgers, Indiana, and Mar- oh, I mean, um, we've got uh, the opposite. We got four teams that matter here. We got Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, and Michigan State in yes. no order. Yep. Uh, I mean, there. That's that's probably the deepest. Any conference is gonna go at this point in 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 one area. 
Any, yes. any disagreements? Nope. Uh, the so I'm trying to pull up the what I saw earlier. I meant to have this already. So, uh, bold prediction. Bold prediction. Rutgers. So there was a. <laughs> I think Maryland's that, gonna get it. You're wrong. There's an article that, as much as I hate being on this website, ESPN put up that was the 14 teams that can win the college football playoff. The Big Ten has five teams in that top 14. So, so the four we just mentioned in The four Wisconsin. we just mentioned. They have it as number one right here for this guy, the Clemson Tigers. That's Alabama, right. Georgia, Notre Dame, Washington, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Penn State, Auburn, Michigan State, Wisconsin, Michigan. That's it. So, But five teams out of that 14. Are you, are, you, are you slightly surprised? Are they able to, to like come back out with a, a new list? Because I feel like... They just recycled Wait, it. I feel like Ohio State would drop. Yeah. Uh, without Urban Meyer there, I feel like they would absolutely drop the, from that spot. I don't I think, think they dropped two six, didn't they? I thought they were higher than that before. Were they before? I don't know. So. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know because they don't have. I don't Maybe know. They, they did. They, Maybe they did because I think Washington was six and Auburn was nine. That was the original matchup. Was six. Well, Auburn Washington is nine, six Washington. in the in the in the rankings. Yeah, I are they? Okay. I believe they are. Yeah. So anyway. I, I just, anyway, I'm going to give I you guys another Connecticut football update, and I'm not even going to ask if you guys want it because you guys are going to deserve this one. UConn is not the worst uh, Connecticut football team today that's getting performed. Ball State is up 42 to nothing on Central Connecticut. Go Mac. Just, 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 yeah, just wanted to give you guys another Connecticut Ball football update. State. Ball wow. State. Yeah. So. Anyway. All right, so you can get back to real football. Back, back to real football yeah. here. So talking uh, Big Ten East. But, yes, Big Ten East having f- four teams that are very strong – that, in my opinion, have a very strong chance of making the playoff. Now, and we had our first pilot episode that never actually aired. I had made... Uh, it's going to be on sale for $10,000. $10,000. Is coming up. Years. We're going to have an mm-hmm. auction here. Starting bid at $10,000. $10,000 each. <laughs> Can I sell yes. my fandom as well, like the Knicks fan? Or Oh, sorry. Eventually. For which team? Better not be for the Jets. No, it's, I couldn't do that. Never mind. Yes, so... <laughs> oh, my gosh. I lost my train of thought. No, thanks. Um, <laughs> You're welcome. Big Ten East, where was I at with that? You said uh, the four teams. Uh, the four teams. They were talking you. about yep. Tennessee, I believe. Stop this. <laughs> <laughs> it's after 10. It's past my bedtime, and I am losing my mind now. So in our pilot episode, that's what it was. I had made a prediction where you can hear me U of M vans. I picked U of M as the best chance to win the Big Ten East and then probably win the Big Ten. That still is a possibility, but I'm going to back off on that a little bit. A little bit. I think that most likely it is actually Penn State. Mm-hmm. Penn. Boom. The more I've looked at it, the more I've looked at it. Penn State, even without Saquon Barkley, is going to be sick. That offensive line didn't lose anybody. They're only going to be better. They're only going to pick up, and they're running back. I looked at him earlier today. He backed up last year. He looks really, really good. I don't know if he's going to be necessarily Saquon good, but with that kind of line, I don't think it needs to be that good. Mm-hmm. For, some, for some reason, James Franklin – people don't like James Franklin. James Franklin is the it. best coach in the Big Ten. I don't get it. I don't know why. More than Urban Meyer, I think he's the best coach in the Big Ten right now. With everything that's going on, I think he, I, I think James Franklin is the best coach in the Big Ten. He is a fantastic coach. Yes. Um, he came in with a really tough – a really tough situation 
after everything happened with Jerry Sandusky. Yeah, and then Bill O'Brien stayed for a year and then Bill left. Ryan, yeah, so you've already got a bad taste in your mouth as a Penn State fan with everything that went down with Joe Pa. Um, that could have really destroyed a school. And then Bill O'Brien, you, you get a program built around a coach, and then the coach leaves. Uh, leaves you in shambles and for him to come in and have the success that he did immediately was surprising um recruiting and in games uh very surprising so i i don't understand anybody who doesn't like him because he is like one in a million for being able to step Absolutely. into that kind of yep. a uh, program keep recruits keep players that were there from other coaches and still be able to create in a somewhat different system um, a successful program. And with Tracy McSorley... Yes. Uh, Best you know, quarterback in the Big Ten you men- as well. Yeah, you mentioned the offensive line and the quarterback. Like, usually it's scary if you have yep. one of those coming back with the fact that they have both. Miles Sanders is a junior running back. Throw in Miles one. Sanders? He's that's running back. And, uh, yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree with you. That's... They And they, they have a tough schedule. I mean, they play Ohio State, they play Michigan State, they play Michigan, and they happen to play Wisconsin in the regular season as mm-hmm. well. Now, the thing that works in their favor in, in these games is that they play Ohio State, Michigan State, they are back-to-back, but both are at home, and they also play Wisconsin, Wisconsin at home. The only game that, that's away is the Michigan game. And that's probably the so, least scary right? out of, I don't know, I mean, yeah, I, I guess you could say that. It's Obviously, a hard schedule. Numbers, but. It's a hard schedule, but like you said, with them being at home for those three games, gives them the advantage. Absolutely, and to, I totally agree. And this is so, I'll go with the Michigan while I'm going back on it. And So Michigan on paper is a very talented team. The X factor's got to be the quarterback. No, no, no. And this is the th- thing that I will go on this because everybody says that it's, that Jim Harbaugh is one quarterback away from having the new win. Okay, his first year, Jake Rudock. Rudock was great. Rudock mm-hmm. did a great job in that. And don't don't tell me that team was not loaded. That team had how many NFL players go to the draft the next year? His first year there, so they had tons of talent around Jake Rudock, and he was great there. So you had Jake Ruduck, and then you had Wilton Spate in his second year, and Wilton mm-hmm. Spate was great. He struggled a little bit in the uh, in the game, the Ohio State game. Um, had a couple of miscues in that the JT Barrett first down, which JT Barrett did get the first down. I don't care what you say. No, he didn't. He did. No, he didn't. He did. <laughs> <laughs> One more no, he didn't? No. <laughs> We're good. Uh, every U of M fan is agreeing with you, and every Ohio State fan is agreeing with me, but that's we'll leave it at that. <laughs> um so, yeah, that last year with it being uh, – first Wilton Spate went out and then you had O'Corn that came in and then Peters. And while they struggled, you look at it. That offensive line was absolutely horrendous for Michigan last year. Mm-hmm. The tackles could not do anything to keep a block, to keep any of those quarterbacks having pressure on them. Uh, let's just look Plus, at the Florida game. <laughs> yes, exactly. Look, look at the bowl game. Yeah. They had a month to prepare for that game against, sorry, a not very good South Carolina team that they should have won very easily. We're up 19 to 3 at halftime and then lost that game to a like they were, they showed no creativity. So one it was play calling in that game and two again they could not hold to give any time for any quarterback. And receivers last year without Black, they had no separation. So as much as you want to put in and say that the quarterback is going to be the fix all, I don't believe it is. I think that this Michigan team if you have so, so instead of having so many chickens in the hen, roosters in the hen house, 
I'm hoping that I'm not really hoping this. I hope they continue to do the same things they've always done. But I think <laughs> that what's going to happen is that Jim Harbaugh has realized they have to change the way they coach at Michigan and stop having so many people being influential on what's happening on offense and making one person be that man who's making the play calls. I'm wondering if it's going to be McElwain, uh, being that he's the wide receivers coach coming in from Florida, mm-hmm. obviously has a good mind for it. I'm thinking that they go that way. If those things can happen, I think Michigan can do it. However, before I said this, I did not think about how tough their schedule is. They have to play at Notre Dame starting on Saturday night. They have to play. And that's up in the air. And that's up that, in the air. Yeah, yep. that's not. Notre I, Dame I think they probably win that game. That's a pick em. No, I mean, well, Notre Dame was the the favorite uh, up until yeah. recently. Now it's a pick em game, but right? Which we'll do our that we'll do that in our pick ems. But yeah. I'll, spoiler alert: I I think Michigan will probably win that game. It'll probably be close, but I think they'll probably win in Notre Dame. Um, they have to play at Notre Dame. They have to play at Michigan State. They get Penn State at home, I believe, correct? Penn State at home. They have Penn State at home. They get Wisconsin at home, but then they also have to play at Ohio State. To me, that's a tougher schedule having to play at your two biggest rivals. Mm-hmm. I'd agree. Actually, your three biggest rivals. You have to play at Notre Dame, at Michigan State, and then yep. at Ohio State in the same year. Yep. And then plus to having those other two huge games at home are going to be tough. Do they play... I can't remember who their other cross-conference uh, schedules are, Jared. Can you pull that up real quick for me again? Um, um, SMU. They have to play Nebraska, which mm-hmm. it's Nebraska. They're playing Nebraska at home, so I think they're probably going to win that game, but you just never know. And at Northwestern. At Northwestern. And there have be been some game. good Michigan-Northwestern games. It could be a in, trap game there. In Illinois. So, so for the sake of time, let's, let's, let's kind of rank these four teams out. Let's, let's each rank them out. Rank or how they're going to finish. How they're finish. They're, not, not by talent. How they're going to finish. What we think – how this, how the East, the Big Ten East, is going to shake out, um, Kyle. Let's wait. I want you to go last. Okay. I want you to go last. That's fair. Let's start with Peyton. Uh, how do you think the Big East is going to, uh, not the Big East, the Big, Big Ten, Ten East, Big Ten East <laughs> is going to shake out in those top four teams? I I think Penn State wins the East. I think they win the Big Ten. Um. I, I believe in my um, in our last episode that I I was calling for another Urban Meyer year. I think based on what's happened, um, I mean that's that's changed for me. Um, I think they lose the TCU game, um, and I think it's a three game suspension. But I think his three games back are going to be the hardest. For I yep. Yeah. I agree. Uh, because you're you're changing. You're adding in change in the middle of a season. Well, and they're playing at Penn State in one of those games, mm-hmm. so they could absolutely fall in that game. And yes, T, they they of course play TCU without him, and even Oregon State. Like Oregon State, even though they're Pac-12, it's still a Power Five conference mm-hmm. team. So I mean, it's not a cupcake school. Yeah. You're not playing a cupcake. So, school. so you had you have Penn State first. Penn State. Um, I'm going to have to go with Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State. Wow. Ohio State 4. All right. You want to go? Yeah, I'll go ahead. Uh, So I agree. I think Penn State comes out because of just the experience that they have. I love James Franklin. I think he's a heck of a coach. Mm -hmm. Um, I I love Trace McSorley. I think he is is definitely within the Heisman hopefuls. Um, I, I think he absolutely could have his name in that hat. Uh, the other thing I look at here is um, I'm looking at Ohio State. They play at Michigan State, and they play at Penn State. So, I mean, those are two tough games for them, um, both of which I could see them losing. 
Uh, I like Michigan State as well. I mean, obviously they're in the top 25. You got so many top 25 Big Ten schools. If I had to rank them, I'd go Penn State first. I'd go Michigan State second, Michigan third, and Ohio State. I'd actually have Ohio State fourth. How they finish or yeah. how they think the talent-wise goes? Uh, just how they finish how within they finish? the Big Ten wow. East. All right, okay. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you guys pretty significantly. I'll go from the bottom up. I think Michigan. I don't think they're going to overcome their offense and that schedule. I don't think their offense is going to be good enough. I have them last. I think. I I think. Hmm, Penn State finishes third. I really what? like. I really like Penn State. I really wow. do. But that that schedule is is. I hope is I hope Nate Street too. isn't watching right now. I think that I think that <laughs> schedule is a problem too. And then I think Michigan State's going to be the. I think they're going to be the underdog. I think they're going to be the. Kind of the sleeper. I I have them second. I think I just think Ohio State's talent is too much, and and I think they're well, going to come out. Uh, okay. if they, it's dependent on that TCU game. If they can win all three games without Urban. I don't think it's going to be an adjustment for him to come back. Can I? I don't think it's going to be a hard time for him for that team to adjust for him to come back. The way he coaches, the way he adjusts, he's going to have them ready. And I think if they win those three games, they're going to finish at the top. Can I ask you a question about the Penn State piece? Do you think it's their offense or their defense that that is prohibiting them from being higher on? I levels? honestly, I don't know if it's either. I don't. You just think they're all bad? No, I don't think they're bad. I think. Th- that's you, the you tough thing with these four teams. The this think, is the hardest division. Yeah, in I don't think it's. I, I'm, it's not that I'm knocking them down. I think that it's these four teams are going to all be really close. The top three teams are going to be really close. I don't. I think Michigan's going to is looking at another eight or nine win season. To be honest, I don't. I don't have much faith in Shea Patterson. He, he, I mean, the reports are showing that he's not been very good and he's having a hard time with the offense. Uh, so I think from playing in a sprint yeah, style in the yeah, South, it's a going totally to different style. So I think is, it's going to be an adjustment. So yep. I think the top three teams are really close. So it's not really a knock at Penn State. I just think the Ohio State talent is really good, and I just like the way that the schedule looks for Michigan State. I think they're going to have a little bit of an easier time. We definitely have the easiest. Yeah. So I just my team has. I just has don't. The I, I know it's hard because I'm putting them third, but I don't think that. Which isn't Michigan yeah, State young? I don't know. Aren't you guys pretty young? Yeah. Still? What that's. We, but we were young, and we played that tough last year. You look yeah. at our games like they were – any games they lost, except for the Ohio State game they got blown out by, any games they lost, they were right there the, with the – But this is kind of where they thrive. Right. Like people aren't really thinking about them Exactly. That much they're they're giving us a little bit of credit, but still kind of that underdog thing. Yeah, you and know, I think as the season goes on, you'll get more and more and more, and D'Antonio will use mm-hmm. the we're disgraced, we're – So, where, so where do you have this shaken thing? out? Where do you have them? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that I think – it's actually going to fall. I think Ohio State actually finishes fourth. Um, I don't know that's a smart pick. <laughs> that's just kind of what I'm going on a gut of knowing what everything that they've gone Coaching through. Coaching is so important. It is. And I just I wonder where things are going to go. So I, I, I have Ohio State finishing fourth. And then I have, um, I'm going to have Michigan coming in third. Now, and everybody knows I hate U of M. And this is hard for me hey, to you, say. Can you say that this, one more time? I hate okay. U of M. That team from Ann Arbor. You met your quota for the day. I met my quota. I, I can no, do a whole lot more. Okay. <laughs> but I think they are probably on paper as far as talent at the team. Them and Ohio State, I think Michigan has even more talent. I just don't know that they're going to overcome that schedule. That schedule is extremely mm-hmm. tough. 
And there's just so many unknowns. They, they've they've been as much – this is the problem with Michigan too is that they're always in the spotlight and always in the media. So they kind of always get this thing built up, which is why everybody gives them so much credit. That's not worthy. You don't win your last three games last year. You lose in your bowl game to a team you should have beat. You get destroyed. You look up nineteen to three, and you lose. They have a lot of that defense back, back in, too, and you get ranked. I mean, this is why I've. But I get it. It's it's a money game. Anyway, that's my hatred. I'll go. I'll end. Um, I. But I do think they're an extremely talented team. I just don't know they're going to be able to overcome it, especially with the schedule. So I say that Michigan finishes third because of that. I say MSU finishes in second. Coming trying not to keep my fandom out of it, they are a very young team, but they played very well last year. The biggest thing for me with Michigan State to watch is how L.J. Scott does because D'Antonio plays what is – been dubbed trestle ball. He plays the same kind of thing that Ohio State did. Keep the score of the game low, run the ball. I wish it wasn't that case because Brian Lewerke is fantastic. He is quick. He can get outside the pocket. He can make plays. And Felton Davis and her receivers, who are all really young, made a lot of really good plays last year. And I think that they could be a very dynamic offense. I just don't think that D'Antonio calls a game like that. So what I want to see is if LJ Scott can stop the fumbles that he had last year, the fumble issues he had earlier in the season, hold on to those, then we could really make a push to make a, to actually win the, the conference, uh, even against Penn State. I keep on saying we, the team I cheer for. Um, our defense is going to be fantastic. They're returning almost everybody on that side of the ball. Um, Joe Bashi, that, that defense is going to be sick, along with the U of M defense. It's going to be two best defenses in the Big Ten. But, again, we're talking about that Penn State team, I think, is more talented than they were last year, even without Saquon. And... They do have a tough schedule, but they have it in their favor who they play at home, I feel like, is a more positive thing. And I don't see them not winning at least 11 games. I, I think they're 11-1. and one. I think they may have one blunder in the regular season. All right, one thing I thought of – I think they beat Michigan State. One, one thing I thought of to wrap this up, in one, one word answer, one sentence, one word, um, whichever you choose, I'll, I'll be a little lenient. Does a Big Ten team make the playoffs? Yes. Penn State absolutely makes it. Yes, and I think they have the option to make two. Yes, Penn State. I and don't know if two will. The only reason I say that is because I just think you guys are going to beat each other too much. That's fair. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, for Michigan State, that you guys could have a trap game, that Nebraska game at the end of the year. Could be. At, at Nebraska. That's more than one word. Um, more than one word. I know it is. Where does this go? I know it is. Um, that but hey, Nebraska have a shot. I mean, or, excuse me, does Wisconsin have a shot? I, How, I think I think yes. they do absolutely. I, I think, think they have the highest shot. I think it's going to be. I think they have the highest shot. Well, I, it's just a matter of who they play. Exactly. I think you know Wisconsin is probably going to see Penn State twice this year. I'm going to say they see them twice. See, Wisconsin's going to have to rely on other people breaking down. Penn State's got to go out there and. I mean, they've they've got to go out there and win. Wisconsin really does have to rely on a lot of imploding on some other teams. They really will. Just because of the side of the conference they're on. Right. Now, they are actually fortunate that they're playing some of the good teams on the east side. That's going to help with their resume. Yeah. So this is an opportunity for Wisconsin this year. Absolutely. So, I mean, if they happen to beat Penn State twice, because just with my pick being Penn State coming out in the east – and then just with the rest of their schedule, I mean, I think they have a good opportunity to see about potentially making the playoff this year. You got the pickums? I do. For the week, week one. Well, so real, we're gonna do this real quick, quick before we do the pickums, okay. because this okay. is the last week for college football. Okay. We'll do this quick. Yeah. Your four teams that are in the college football playoffs, we covered all four Power Five conferences. Shoot, man, yeah. Your four teams that are in 
Peyton, you go first. Real quick, real quick. Real quick, just name them off. I like My it. My first team is Tim Davis, who is now watching. Um, wow. Timmy. Yeah. Touchdown, Tim Davis. Uh, Timmy football. Four teams that make it in. Um, updated from what we said during the first. Yeah, sure. You can change. I mean, things change, obviously. It's been five okay. weeks. Uh, I, I still say that a Pac-12 team gets the nod. I'm going to say Stanford uh, is Jim Mora agrees with you. Is in. <laughs> um, he does. Jim Mora Jr. agrees with him. Uh, he's I'm, not the only one. I think I saw actually um, I'm gonna say Todd Auburn. McShay. Todd McShay actually said the same thing. I'm going to say Penn State. And um, I'm Miami. sticking with it. Miami. Stanford, Penn State, Auburn. Miami. Yeah. I think it's going to be a weird year in football. Mark them down. Peyton's picks for early picks are in. So many coach changes, coaching changes. I, I feel like it's just going to be a super weird year in, in football, especially in the SEC. Um, but I, I think that's going to play out in uh, in the playoff hunt too. Okay. Jared? I'm going to say – Yes, to start with Clemson. The, yeah, I'll say Clemson. Maybe. That's an obvious for me. <clears throat> Um, I don't think it's just an obvious for you. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, that's it's true. It's an obvious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the defensive line just is incredible. Um, then I, I actually, am, I'm still thinking Georgia. Um, I think Georgia actually winds up coming out of the SEC. Uh, they didn't lose much last year. They lost a little bit on defense, but Georgia always revamps on defense. So where's their run game? I see Georgia. I mean, they they still got Swift. So. He's he's a good running back. He's a good running back, man. He he showed he showed he can do it. So, um, anyway, Georgia. Uh, I also like. Um, I think I think Washington with Jake Browning. I think they're gonna find a way to to actually make the playoffs this year. And then Penn State is my other team. So I originally I had two SEC schools, but I, I think that's a rarity that you'll see that. There's a lot that has you. there's a lot that has to align for that to happen. Yeah. Um, and I think that the two best teams you could have do it, I think, could be Alabama and Georgia. And yep, I just don't, that's that's going to be hard to get. That, it's going to be hard to happen. Match up again to be able to make it work. Absolutely. So, yeah. so and and then I take Penn State in that as well. As far as ranking them, I have no idea. I don't just, worry about that. Those just, are my yeah. one through four. But I'll, mine look very similar. I might change it up on on the fly. Ah, I do. No, no, stick Clemson, with it. No, Come I have on. Clemson as well. <laughs> yeah. I think you have to have Clemson in there. Miami. I have. <laughs> I have Georgia in there as well, as, too. I, I do have Georgia there as well. Didn't lose much, man. No, I, mean, I really like them. The, the talent recruiting, level is just so they're, high. They're up there. I mean, college football is really starting to kind of look like the NBA, where it's just those top teams are going to be the top teams for a while. I don't want to put two SEC teams in there, so I'm not going to. I think it's a rarity. I'm going to go with Washington as well. But I can reserved on changing that if they lose week one. Um, <laughs> Oh, no, no, just, no, no, no. <laughs> no, you're right. I'll, I'll stick with Washington, and I'm going to go. You'll get a chance to correct your fix. And I'm going to go Wisconsin four. I, I think they squeeze. That's not a bad pick. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it, honestly, it they have the opportunity to do it. So I, 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 mean, finish I, this up? I agree. Yeah, I'm going to say that it's going to be out of the Big Ten. It's going to be Penn State. I think that it will then be Alabama out of the SEC, Clemson out of the ACC. And I'm going to go with you as well. I think it's going to be the Huskies. I think Washington gets in from the Pac-12. Which I could change on flashy, that, too. Not a flashy <laughs> no. set of picks I, at all. I, I was, I was kind of contemplating, and I still think that USC may be able to let's, do it. Let's maybe, go around the table. One wild card. One wild card team. Michigan State. <laughs> <laughs> 
One wild card team mm. that we didn't list. Not Tennessee. Oh. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Jared. I'm I, thinking. I'm going to say TCU is my wild card team. Oh, I love you. I do. I think Terry Patterson. I think TCU Mike has, says it's going to be SC. I think I think TCU has an excellent opportunity with their scheduling oh. to actually we find a way shoot. to go undefeated. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Oklahoma. I I and that that could I, be the game. Yeah, that's gonna be the game that will I think they can be a dark horse. Yeah. yeah. So. All right, so we're gonna do our pickums. Wait, who's your dark horse? Is it actually MSU? Michigan State. Yeah, there you go. Is it Michigan State? Sure. That's me being fanish. It is, but I'm going to say it. I'm going to go with it. All right. And did Peyton give his? (sighs) That that doesn't count. It's not a team. I'm going (laughs) to – I'm between two, but – You know there's no money on this, right? I I do know. Yeah. It's a man of integrity. I'm going to say Florida State. Okay. FSU. FSU. Francois. That's true, and nobody's talking about him. But I, he was my actually my Heisman pick last year before he got injured, because yeah. that guy is incredible. That's a good pick. That's a good dark horse. He's, All right, that. we got pickums. Yeah. All right, so pickums. So I'll uh, do. We have our pickums. We're gonna do these each week here. Keep score for all of us. So starting with what I'm dubbing the OSU Bowl: Ohio State Buckeyes versus Oregon State Beavers. Both OSBs for actually for their. Uh, Mascots, too. So, uh, who do you have? Start. We'll go the same order. We'll go Peyton first. Who do you have in that game? Uh, Ohio State. OSU. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Ohio State. The Ohio, Ohio State, State University? Ohio State. Yeah, Ohio State. Okay. Pretty easily, I think. Yeah, I'll say Ohio State as well, too. All right, and then we'll go for Peyton here. The Tennessee Volunteers and the West Virginia Mountaineers. That That's going to be, be a game. good game. Jeez. That's going to be a game. Tennessee. I and I I know that sounds super biased, um, but it Tennessee. Is. I I think uh, <laughs> I think we're going to surprise some people. Right. I think it's going to be close because West Virginia is good and they're overlooked. And I think they were the other team that I was thinking of uh-huh. of potentially being my dark horse. Absolutely. Um, but Tennessee. I have a love-hate relationship with Will Greer. I don't know what to think of him yet. I hope it's a hate Heisman. relationship. It's, it's, yeah, Heisman, or it could be the opposite of a Heisman. <laughs> could be another PED suspension. Like, I have a, I'll go Tennessee. I'll go with. I'll go with Tennessee there as well. Where's the game? Charlotte. Yeah, it's Charlotte. neutral. Oh, that's right. It's a neutral, neutral site. That's right. I... Charlotte, and we know Tennessee fans travel. Yes, they do. Uh, I love you, Peyton, but I'm going with West Virginia. <laughs> he looks so shameful. I when he am. Said that. I feel bad, but I just he together. was expecting West Virginia playing in West Virginia. No, no, no. So I, 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 oh shoot, neutral site. Oh, I, I no, do no. like I do like Will Greer a lot, and I think that you know he's a top ten quarterback in college football. So anytime you have a guy like that, especially with the receivers that he has around him, I just think it's gonna. I mean, Tennessee's gonna struggle to cover those guys. Sorry, Peyton Mountaineers. You know what? This side of the table is pretty cool. <laughs> All right, so moving on from that one, we'll go with uh, Washington Huskies, Auburn Tigers, number six versus number nine. This is an intriguing I mean, this matchup. Is, this yes, is going to be – I mean, three of us have just picked the Huskies in our final four in our, in our playoffs. So we kind of – Yep. I, I got to stick with the Huskies here. It's pretty simple. I think, uh, I think Jake Browning has a coming out party this first game. I think he shows that he belongs um, – as far as being a top ten quarterback, and 
gets his Heisman campaign started. Uh, I don't know if he'll win it, but, I mean, I think he'll at least be in the conversation. I think Washington wins this game. It's going to be a close, hard-nosed football game, but I think Washington wins in a close one. Auburn wins by at least 14. Bold. Okay. I'm going to say one thing about this. Hang on. Peyton Peyton hates Washington's head coach. Because he was the coach at Boise State. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Look at a crooked program that was. Uh, I'm going to go. Did you pick? Yeah, I said Huskies. Said Huskies. Yeah, I have to. I'm, I'm going to go w- with actually Auburn on this one. Even I wouldn't be surprised. I, I, did. I mean, I guess if you're going to lose a game, you lose it. They have to. Week it's, one. it's at Auburn, at the travel. I mean, and so this is the game that though either one of Auburn still could be a playoff team. I like I picked Alabama, but it very well could be Auburn. They absolutely like, I'm not far could. from that. Yeah. So either one of these teams, it's a good yeah. place to have this game. As long as it's close, you keep it within a score. Either one of these teams can lose this game and still make the playoff. But I think Auburn probably wins this game. My biggest concern for Auburn is going to be not defensively. I think they have an excellent defense. It's going to be offensively. I mean, I know Jared Stidham is a Do good quarterback. Do enough to keep up with Jay Brown. run game. They've got to be able to pound it. Well, and, yeah. and Kenyon, or Kenyon Johnson, was that his name? Kerryon Johnson. Kerryon Johnson. Uh, he left and went to the NFL, which he was their and best And he's runner. now on my fantasy team. So, I mean, I just don't know what they have at running back now. So, I don't, I don't know. I, defensively, they're going to keep them in games. I think it's going to be a low-scoring football game. But all right. When's when's the last time Auburn didn't have a how thousand many, yard rusher? How many more do you got? It's a good two, question. Two more, games? two more games. Two more games. Two more games. Three more games. I think it's all right, the Let's last. go quick because we'll uh, we're gonna get to NFL. Uh, Ole Miss. I see what Texas Tech. Here. Ooh, um, this is a pretty close matchup as far as the predictor. That's why I was going with it here. Yeah, it's you gotta put some lower <laughs> ones in there. I'm gonna say Ole Miss just because of defense. Yep. They both tie. I don't Texas. Texas Tech. I don't. I don't. I really don't know much about either team. If I had to guess, I'd say Ole Miss. I'm going to say Ole Miss as well, too, just the SEC, even though turmoil at that school and everything that went through and losing a lot of players. But yeah. they're one of the best quarterbacks in the country, I think, they're still. So, all right, going from that one to the primetime game. For this one, I will be cheering, Saturday cheer, night. cheer for Saturday night Notre game. Dame. Wake up the echoes, cheering her name. No. Yes, go Notre Dame. Let's beat Michigan. No. Notre Dame never. I, 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 never Notre Dame. I, I, I don't like Notre Dame, but I like Notre Dame. In who's the, who's always, on a bigger hot seat? I'm gonna, Who I, needs this year more? Harbaugh or oh, Brian, Jim, Kelly. Brian Kelly? You call yourself Brian a Kelly. Christian? <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Touchdown, Jesus. <laughs> Touchdown, Jesus. You know what the refs say when uh, when there's a fumble and the other team picks it up? Our ball for Notre Dame. Our <laughs> ball. Our ball. Our ball. So you said Notre Dame. No, I'm, I want Notre Dame to win. It's no? Michigan's You're picking Michigan? I, I'm, pick, I'm picking Michigan. Wow. Am I, I, say, I say Michigan. It's at Notre Dame, right? It's at Notre Dame. Under the lights. I'm going to go with Michigan. What? Well. Yep. I hope game. I'm wrong. Notre Dame. I'm cheering for Notre Dame. Actually, when we when I should have said Notre Dame. I'm not even a Notre Dame fan. I don't like them very much. But it, when you said dark horse teams, I should have said Notre Dame. No the way. F- no, okay. The FBI has – or FBI. 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 Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, it the, doesn't, no, wouldn't surprise Index. me if they're the being FBI, investigated. Yeah, okay. The FPI, the Football Power Index, has Notre Dame as the fourth um, – most likely team to make the playoffs. Yeah, this year. They, well, they, they, have, they, they like Notre Dame a lot they have every a, well, year. They always no, like every Dame. year they get the nod. No, I really think that they're going to. I think. I just I, don't. I'm picking Nordic. I just know who's going to I think they have a team. I don't know who's, what the quarterback's going to do. They don't, I don't think they have an offense. I think defensively they can be okay. I, I think they have think. a team. I think they got a team and I think they're going to win. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Well, this will just settle our debate of Jim Harbaugh or Brian Kelly. 
well, <laughs> we, we don't have time for me to go. Into, no, I want to go into no, the I know, I know. Well, Real quickly, I'll say that. Oh, no, I got, actually, we got to do one more. We got to do one more pick one here. One more game? Okay. One more pick one here because this is the most important game for all of us. All Liberty connected here. We have our first FBS game at home. Saturday at 6 o'clock. I'm going to be at that game instead of at watching the I'll watch Notre Dame Michigan game on my phone. So we have Liberty playing Old Dominion. I think starting an in-state rivalry. This is going to be the start of a good in-state rivalry for us. Mm-hmm. Actually, maybe a serious rivalry compared to what Coastal Carolina has laughed at us for calling them our rivals. But mm-hmm. so predictions: Can Liberty uh, can Liberty win their first game? At yeah, home? they they can beat Old Dominion, but Old Dominion is a solid team. Um, they they've year in and year out they've they've put up some. Good teams. Um, I think last year they were seven and five. They made to a bowl last year. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, quality opponents starting out with very good for us to get them at home to start the season. This so. starts the Buckshot Calvert Heisman. <laughs> oh road no! To victory past a Gandy Golden. Lu. Oh geez. Wins big. Wins big. I, no, I don't know. Uh, no, I was like, win, what? They'll, they'll win. They'll win by a comfortable margin. ODU is a six-point favorite, if I want to, want to throw that out. I, I, think, I think Liberty wins. I'm going to say 31 They're a different team at home. But they, I think Liberty the, wins. This is I, the deal. This is why. Like, I, this is the deal. Liberty is a different team at home than they are on the road. Oh, absolutely. I could I, be a homer yeah. and uh, go with uh, 757 school. <laughs> ODU. ODU. But I'm not. I, I think Liberty also. I think I, they'll surprise yeah. and they'll win. I question I our coaching at times a lot, coaching decisions that are made a lot. However, I think for... ODU, I think it's a good game. It's a good team, and this could be a really good game. I think the fact that we have our first game in our new stadium edition. Our first, unfinished stadium edition. Un, it, it looks pretty good. I looked at it today. It looks it pretty darn look good. good. Our new stadium. we got an Old Dominion basketball shirt on over here. What's this about? <laughs> Dude, do you actually oh, have an man. Old Dominion shirt? <laughs> the chances of What's that. Oh, no. How about oh, that? Oh, man. It's like you I know, knew this it, was happening. It's almost like you go to a Liberty Clemson uh. game wearing a Liberty shirt. <laughs> Go to the Clemson section, take off your Liberty shirt to reveal a Clemson shirt. That's my, and then when Clemson wins, you put your Liberty shirt back on and walk out with a Liberty shirt. Really, students. really quickly, my, my PE teacher in high school played at Old Dominion. Was cool a story. Big, was a big part of their national championship Division II team. So, cool anyway. story. Yeah. So, be yeah, a good game Saturday night at home. Can we talk some NFL? Liberty. NFL, a, real quick. I mean, we, we're talking, we've been are we talking going for NFL? a while. I mean, I don't know. This, I thought we were going, done at college football. Yeah, we kind of were. I thought we were done, too. Or actually, we could. We're at hour I mean, 20. We, we, we've yeah. gone an hour and a half. People yeah. enjoy it. I mean. Right. People enjoy it. People I talk to, they don't mind the length. Keep, keep I, I going. Go for it. Keep going for it. Go we for can NFL. We fast forward, too, if we want to NFL. Let's get into the NFL, because we are a week away. We are seven days away. I say we could save this for just a AFC and NFC all next week. I could put a Yes. But then, but then let's, this, no, is this is show planning on the fly. This is what you guys do to me. Oh, no. no this is what you guys do to me. You make me talk college football for an hour plus We now. thought you loved college football, no. Thomas. Those Huskies. Hey, we'll yeah, give you, you, we'll give you an UConn hour score. of NFL no, next week and 15 no. minutes of us to go over our college football See, this recap. Is, that's what you're telling me now, but when it happens t- next week, <laughs> you know we're going to have to start with college football and recap week one. And it's going to end up going 45 minutes, and then we're going to have to try to preview the NFL the day before NFL starts the in nice like 20 minutes, and I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> the nice thing about the first week of college football, though, is that most of the time there's cupcake schools that the, our teams are playing. So, Like I mean, Auburn playing Washington. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like that. <laughs> 
So, I mean, there won't be a lot to recap, but I, I like the idea See, of just doing an AFC, NFC, all You want to wait until next Thomas week? looks yes. so sad, though. Like I, feel I was ready to talk to the NFL. Let's, let's dedicate next week to being How can NFL. you dedicate when you say you got to talk some When you take a week off, this is what happens. You look yeah, so true. hurt. I do. Sue did a great ready. job, but this is what happened. But you still come back to us. So Not only did we ready. leave our listeners with a cliffhanger, we left Thomas with a cliffhanger. Sorry, We're really not doing this? Oh, my God. <laughs> NFL all right, well, all right, we'll, we'll it, wrap it up here. You're the host. It's your call. We'll you're, ra- you're running we'll, this week. We'll wrap it up here. We'll, right, we'll leave it as a tease. We'll, we'll go full NFL preview next week. Uh, the Wednesday, the day before the NFL starts. We'll try to get it up Thursday so, so it is out before the Thursday night game. And, and then, you know, the full, full-fledged schedule on Sunday. So we'll do a full NFL recap and preview next week. We'll recap college football week one. Make sure that you follow us on Facebook, Down to Flames Podcast on there. We try to be live there every week as well. Uh, we post the podcast weekly on iTunes. Uh, make sure you share, like, review, do the whole shebang there on iTunes, Spotify, uh, wherever you do get your podcast, uh, we're, we're on there. And uh, if you want to find thanks us to, on social media, thanks you can to Mike again for. Uh, being here and kind of keeping things in the background for us this week. We appreciate it, as always. All right, we'll be, ne- we'll be back next week. As always, we Peace hate you. Tom Brady. Hate Tom Brady. Adios. This is how I like to feel.